Yeah, no, and you're right. But, you know, we worry about, and you mentioned defense. Left field right now is uh, a bunch of outfield outfielders from uh, that started their careers as infielders trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to play left field. Uh, obviously, they understand. And, and Cashman, going back to the offseason, talked about adding a left fielder, left-handed hitting uh, uh, outfielder. I think he assumed they, they could make it to the trade deadline without issue and have their other strengths overcome that weakness. And that's clearly not the case. But the Yankees need to make moves now, you would think, to this roster, whether it's calling up guys, whether it's trading for guys. Do you see this deadline moving anytime quickly because they you know we understand with the extra playoff team now we understand right. how difficult it can be to to make moves early but they're at the point where they see enough of a reason to fire hitting coach they've been embarrassed offensively you just mentioned against Jameson Tyone and the likes of the Baltimore Orioles uh can they wait three weeks while Judge is out to not make a move to not shake up this roster I don't think they should. They could, um yeah. certainly, but I feel like uh the the move with Dylan Lawson I think speaks to the urgency where it, mm-hmm. they just can't wait any longer. And so, yeah, you're right. You're right about the left field situation. And we saw that coming a hundred miles away and said, are they really going to go in with Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Cabrera as they'll start in left field him? No, they'll, they'll make a move. They, they have to make a move. Right. Yeah. And, and they didn't. And, you know, lo and behold, and Cabrera wasn't able to recapture the magic from last year and Hicks, kind of was Hicks. And uh, that was just, that was never going to work again in New York. And so he needed a change of scenery. We, we said that last season too. And so uh, none of that was really a surprise that left field didn't work out. The surprise was that they didn't address it during the off season. So now, all right, if the plan was wait until the deadline, now they're on the clock here. And I, I have heard that the Yankees are uh, kicking around some pitching. They're looking for some pitching here. And, and that's, I guess, not a surprise. They're always kind of in the market for pitching. And now you're down Jimmy Cordero on the bullpen, too. So uh, that I guess that's not a shock. But that's what I've heard early on here is that the Yankees are looking at pitching. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that to get a real left fielder, not a, not a guy that you're just plugging in hoping he'll catch a ball once in a while. Um, yeah, you see the difference that Bader makes in center field defensively. I'm not saying you have to go get – somebody of that caliber, but get somebody who's played the position and, and can do it serviceably and, and hopefully and ideally hit a little bit. Cody Bellinger would be a good fit, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah that uh, shot he hit in the first like game, I was, I was there. Ooh. I was like, man, that'd be nice to see in pinstripes. That'd be nice for Clay's kid to be a Yankee. Uh, hopefully they go do that. All right, last question. Josh Donaldson, the fans hate him. I call him the whipping boy. There's always one. Uh, if it's Aaron Hicks and Aaron Hicks gets DFA'd, they're booing Aaron Hicks. With a thank you video. With a tribute video. I had yeah. no problem yeah. with that video at all. I was there that, that no. day too. I'm looking around like, what is wrong with everyone? But now Josh Donaldson, even when he does get a hold of one, hit home runs, it's like it's already too far gone. Uh, he strained his calves swinging through a pitch and fans celebrated it. <laughs> like, yeah, now we're going to see Peraza. My question is, do you think there's a chance that we see Peraza in the second half? And do you think – um, Josh Donaldson finishes the second half with the Yankees. I don't know. I, that's a good question because he's had the weird first half here, and, and Boone would tell you that he's really only had a month so far. So that kind of tells me they want to give him a little more go there, a little more uh, time to to figure this out. And I, you know, you, you look at the analytics; he's hitting the ball hard. He does have ten home runs. The problem is he's not getting hits 
that are not home runs. And so I, I think that if that's going to keep up, you can't keep a guy in a lineup who's only hitting home runs and not doing it that often. But uh, there are signs there to suggest that there's more than he's shown. So, yeah, you do a deep dive in the numbers. And I, I feel like the Yankees do like his defense at third base. And so as of right now, it seems like they're going to stick with Donaldson and give him a little more run here and try to see if he can figure it out. But you're right, Peraza, everybody knows he's knocking on the door. And, um, you know, I go back to what Hal Steinbrenner said in the offseason that he sees the Yankees' future in the infield as Anthony Volpe and Oswald Peraza. Well, is it time to make the future now? Maybe. Speaking about the future, before I let you go, Brian, I wanted to ask you one question about a previous project in a book you did, The Baby Bombers, because I've been uh, one who thinks that the development of them at the major league level and the lack of and those guys off the team have been a major, a major contributor to why the team is the way it is right now. So I just ask you, who spent time with them, talk to a lot of them, of the guys who have failed here at the Baby Bombers, Gary Sanchez, uh, Glaber Torres has regressed, Clint Frazier, um, Greg Bird, which one surprised you the most? Which one did you really foresee <clears throat> having a great Yankee career that you're surprised isn't with the Yankees anymore and in some cases not even in baseball anymore? Yeah, you know what? You said not even in baseball anymore. And that Greg Bird shocks me because he came up in 2017, lefty first baseman, good glove. I hit the big postseason home run. You said this guy, he's going to be a star in the big leagues for years to come. And uh, they, they, I guess injuries get to the best of them. But I just that one kind of makes me scratch my head because I did. Even coming up through the Yankee farm system, uh, Judge was not the guy people were talking about. Guys were talking about Gary, and they were talking about Bird to go back to roll the clock back. And Judge was kind of like, oh, yeah, and they got this Aaron Judge guy too, and we'll see what he becomes. That if you went back in a time machine to 2015 and said Aaron Judge will be a future MVP and and some of these other guys are not going to pan out, I don't know if people would have believed you in the Yankee farm system. So uh, I I think that, yeah, to some extent, they all kind of make me scratch my head. I I don't know what happened to Gary. Um, You know, he was he looked like he was going to be a mainstay behind the plate and hit hit like Posada and, and give you that kind of power and uh, you would live with the defense and, and just be fine with it. And they've certainly done that before and won championships. So I guess, I guess maybe a tie between Gary and uh, Greg Bird, but Bird definitely, I talked to him in in spring training when he was with the Blue Jays and we were kind of just like, yeah, what, how did this happen? You know? So uh, that one, that one makes me scratch my head. Yeah. Well, Brian, you're the man. I think I said it on the pod and before you're one of my favorite people in the Yankee universe. Uh, when I ran into you in the bathroom in London, I didn't want to be awkward, but for some reason I thought I might not see you again. So I asked for a picture. <laughs> and here we are. Now I'm in your hotel room. in yep. Seattle. Virtually. So from a men's room in London to, uh, to this. Yep. Great. Oh, hey, well, make sure you guys I had a nickel book. every time I heard a story like that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know, but make sure you guys get the book and follow yep. Brian and, uh, make sure you subscribe to the pod. That's all we've got. We pulled this one together from uh, Seattle to New York and remote and making sure that we follow up on BXB, the Bronx baseball podcast. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I've got to go get to this panel at two 30 for the players Alliance and uh, keep it running out here. And I'm exhausted. Honestly, I need another coffee, but they got great coffee. out here. You're in the, you're in the city of Starbucks, dude. Yeah, they, they have, they have great coffee. I went and saw the like original Starbucks uh, over by Pike's place. Sick. Not uh, exactly the original Starbucks. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the, uh, yeah. People were talking like it was, and there was, there was 30 people outside the place. Like it was the original one. I didn't go in there, but I'm like, Oh, okay. The original was like a block away and then it moved there, but it's close enough. Yeah.
This guy's a historian. He knows it all. There you go. He's adding to the history with 62. Get the book. Subscribe to BXB Podcast for Keith McPherson, Chris McMonagall, and Brian Hope. That's all we've got. We'll see you next time.